And I would invite you to take out your Bibles this morning, opening to the book of Psalm, chapter 142. Psalm 142 this morning as we uh, unite our hearts together to seek the Lord in prayer. And uh, we'll use God's word to, to glue us together. I'd be willing to bet that even this morning as we gather together, um, some of us in this room are, are wrestling with a problem that we just can't let go of. And if you're this morning not presently wrestling with something, I bet you have recently. Or maybe there's some experience in your life that it may have happened years ago and it follows you around like a shadow. You just, you do everything you can to, to just free yourself from it, but it's just always there. It just always pops up in your life. Or maybe there's some despair, or maybe there's some kind of sin you can't let go of, some affliction you're facing. And maybe you've sought the Lord in prayer, you've sought peace, you've sought comfort, you've done everything, and yet it, it's still there. And you just don't know what to do with it. Well, David was just like that. And God understands that. And so God said, David, let's write a psalm about this. Let's write a psalm for my people who are caught in, in a trap of these problems, these despairs, these afflictions, about how to deal with this. And that's what Psalm 142 is this morning. Let's look at it together. David writes, With my voice I cry out to the Lord. With my voice I plead for mercy to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before Him. I tell my trouble before Him. And when my spirit faints within me, you know my way. In the path where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see. There is none who takes notice of me. No refuge remains to me. No one cares for my soul. I cry to you, O Lord. I say, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Attend to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring me out of prison, that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me, for you will deal bountifully with me. Well, let's take a few, just a, there's a lot we could say about this psalm, but a few comments about it here. Notice the superscription there at the top. It says it's a, a, a masculine of David when he was in the cave. According to, to the, the psalm itself, this psalm is pointing us back to David's desperate days of hiding in the cave of Adullam. Right? This goes all the way back to 1 Samuel chapter 22. Right? He's in a cave. He's surrounded by Saul and all of Saul's allies. It's recorded for us in chapters 18 through 22 of 1 Samuel. And they're just out to kill him. And he's by himself. He's alone. He's isolated. And you hear that in the, in the psalm. At that very moment, he's in the cave. His predicament seems dire. It seems hopeless, apart from divine intervention. And that's why verse 1, where he, he writes in the psalm, With my voice, I cry out to the Lord. Out of the depths of despair, out of the affliction, out of the problem that I, I just can't get any release from, out of that, that past experience, it just continues to haunt me like a shadow. Out of these depths, I cry out to the Lord. Surrounded by all my enemies and his supporters. God, what I need more than anything is you. Fellowship and communion with you. 
And what David is telling us is even when he feels like he's alone, he himself says, no refuge remains to me, no one cares for my soul. That's his flesh talking to him. He knows, he understands, but that God himself is always with him. That the Lord is with him, active, the self-existent, self-sufficient, all-powerful God is always with him. And so he cries out to the Lord. And in verse 5, this is what I want to unite our hearts around as we come together for prayer. David says, I cry to you, O Lord. I say you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. First of all, you are my refuge. He's in a cave. He actually has a physical refuge. It may not be the safest of all refuge. He's surrounded by his enemies, but he's in a refuge, yet he says, but ultimately, my refuge is you. God, you are my shelter. And then he says these very important words, my portion in the land of the living. And this really is the key to David's hope. Overcoming that problem that he can't get released from, the despair, the affliction. Lord, you are my portion in the land of the living. David is acknowledging here. At the end of the day, what can my enemies do to me because you are my prize? That's what he means there when he says, you are my portion. You are my prize. You are ultimately what my heart wants, what my heart longs for. My enemies are knocking at the door. I'm in this cave and they're surrounding me. And they can do a lot to me. There's a lot that my enemies can take away from me today. And the same is true for you and I this morning. Our enemies can take away our health, our, our, our family finances. They can take away our reputation. They can take away our marriages, our families, our children. They can take away our job. They can take away our hopes and our dreams. But what David is pointing to the believer to is but they cannot take away Christ. They cannot take away our king our Savior, our Lord, our treasure. They cannot take God away from us. And David here is saying, despite all of his experience going on around him, if Christ is your treasure, if God is the desire of your heart, if he's what you prize, then what can my enemy do to me? It's a perspective. He wants to make it clear as he's seeking the Lord, Lord, I'm coming to you in prayer this morning, and I'm asking you for help. I'm in this cave. No one seems to care. I'm surrounded by, I'm coming to you for help. But understand this, what I'm asking for more than anything is just you. I'm not using you this morning to try to get something better. You are the something better that I want to cling to. I'm not coming to you this morning out of this predicament because I want something more than you. I'm coming to you because you've all I got. You're the best portion. You are my prize. Of all things I might potentially lose in this circumstance, God, I'm clinging to you. You are what I want more than anything else. And beloved, if that is our perspective, if that's the way we approach our predicaments, our experiences, our afflictions, our despairs, our whatever, if that's how we approach it, then God will become more precious to us. Christ will become more precious to us. And the struggles that we go through will become opportunities not to cling to what we have on earth, but to cling to God, to cling to Him.
And there is a tension here. We can look at David and we can say, well, this is, by the inspiration of the, whole, of the Spirit of God, this is how we deal with those situations. We turn and we hope in God, but here's the tension in our own hearts. The tension is, we have the command in Scripture to hope in God, but then we've got these hope-stealing experiences of life that we're going through. And how do we navigate that? This morning, hope in God, David is showing us, hope in God is not a matter of the will. David is not hoping in God because, man, he's super Christian. He's Superman underneath those robes. If he opens it up, he's got a big S on his chest. This is a super Christian, and man, long to be like David. What we have here, hoping in God, is the product of focusing on a person. Hope in God is the product of studying and researching and knowing and exegeting a person so intimately, so closely, so dearly. Focusing the radar of your heart off of your problems onto this person. That when you get that gaze of him, everything else, like we sing, falls away. The things of earth grow strangely dim. Strangely dim. Why? Because prior to looking at this one, these, these things around me were everything. They consumed me. But they grow strangely dim because the radar of my heart has shifted from these things to a person. And hope erupts. Hope emerges. Hope is the product of focusing on what David is focusing on. God, you are the best portion of my life. You, I'm coming for you. Yes, I want out of these circumstances. Yes, I'd like relief in these, but you're sovereign. You have a purpose in these things. Lord, I want you. 